Welcome to Big SEC Guys. I'm your host, Daniel Poppy Southers, and this is my co-host, Tucker, the damn good dog, Compton. We are the Big SEC Guys. They're the Big SEC Guys. Listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Big SEC Guys. Before the episode starts, I want to say a few thank yous. I want to thank you as the listeners for listening to this great podcast. If if you know me, you know I love to make content. This has been a great outlet for that. We've got about 100 unique viewers. Uh, we're in multiple countries, which is wild. And this has been, this has been quite a joyride. This may be one of our last episodes of the year for Big SEC Guys, so I want to say thank you. To my podcasting co-host, Tucker the Damn Good Dog Compton, what a guy. I couldn't have asked for a better co-host to go on this podcasting journey with. I think Tuck's one of the best and most unique voices in the SEC football podcast realm. He's been nothing short of fantastic. He's been nothing short of excellent. Tuck, thanks for going on this journey with me. To our two sponsors, Pintail and The Cottage Shop, thank you. Uh, my wife, Haley, owns The Cottage Shop. So this holiday season, let's uh, let's not make Jeff Bezos richer. Let's go to The Cottage Shop. Let's support small local business. Let's support my beautiful, creative, pregnant wife. Let's support that person over the supervillain we all know as Jeff Bezos. And to our sponsors over at Pintail, specifically Kev Jackson, what a guy. Thank you. Thank you for sponsoring the pod. Kev listened to one episode, texted us and said, I want in, I want a sponsor. That's commitment. That's friendship. That's excellence. The The folks over at Pintail are doing great stuff. So if you're listening to this and you need site prep, those, those are the go-to folks over at Pintail. We've got a great episode today. We've got two really great guests, two of our friends who went to Alabama. They're going to argue with Tuck about the SEC championship game. Chaos is going to ensue. So I hope you enjoy Thanks for following along the Big SEC Guys journey with us. Listeners, we are back. The Big SEC Guys. And let me tell you, we've got two very, very special guests today. Our first special guest, you've heard him before if you're a listener, Jack the Dr. Davis. Jack, how you doing today, Papa? I am great. Uh, couldn't be more... Uh, uh... Uh, excited and happy to be here again as a returning guest uh, on 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 what is being uh, said as as a premier SEC podcast uh, here to talk shop once again. We got an exciting week of football coming up, uh, and I am ready to dive into it. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me, boys. Very excited. Jack, a premier SEC podcast from your lips to God's ears. Speaking of premier SEC podcast, I uh, I was crunching some numbers. I was looking at the data, looking at the stats on the pod. Our listeners know this. We've got about 100 unique listeners per episode. So thank you to the listeners. That's great. Um, the past three episodes, we've had 18 unique listeners in the Netherlands. So Shout out Netherlands. Shout you know, out. What, a, what a beautiful, beautiful piece of earth that is. And do you guys listening... I don't know if you can understand me, but I love you. I love you from the bottom of my heart. I love so, it. Uh, I appreciate it. To all the Dutch people listening, thank you. Uh, Tuck, we're moving to the Netherlands, so pack your bags. We're, <laughs> I've we're, been, we're, buddy. We're this is a blast. You've been jealous. 
Right. Yeah, Ellis, fantastic. And folks, we've got another special guest, one of our dear Alabama friends, doctor's partner in crime, Christy, mm -hmm. aka Fung Tardiff. Christy, okay. how you doing today, bud? What's up? What's up? Honored to be uh, invited to be on the podcast today. And like Jack said, uh, pumped to talk some shop and some uh, SEC championship. Let's go. You might hear me or you might hear Tuck refer to Christy as Fung or Fungwa. Christy, can you tell us the backstory behind that? Wasn't that like a bus stop at Alabama? <laughs> it's, so it's, it's something stupid that we yelled in college. Um, but apparently we have two buddies from Boston and apparently it was a bus that runs between Boston and New York city. Um, yeah. And that's basically it. There's no reason um, why we would yell that. Um, but we did. And I just took it. And made it my. Uh, it, it felt funnier at, at three o'clock in the morning after 18 beers. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, well, Jack Christie, good to have you. And we've, of course, got the other, the other big SEC guy, my co-host, and in my opinion, one of the, one of the best and most unique voices in SEC football podcast, Tucker the Damn Good Dog Compton. Tuck, how you doing today? Oh boy! I don't think I barked yet on this podcast. I had to get that in real quick because you know who knows this might be one of our last ones. So. You know, and I got two bammers on here that I got to fight. So I, I got to just come out hot, start barking at them quick and early. Make sure I get them on their heels, just like the dogs are going to do on Saturday. You're gonna put that dog down. Okay. I love it. Are you telling me, Tuck, I could have done my Gamecock rooster crow this whole time? Please, I, no. I think I'm also the only one who's done a Gamecock rooster crow on this <laughs> show. So I would Wait, love I, for I you to hear. do your rebuttal. Love yeah, it. yeah, can we get your best uh just cacao or whatever that's right, called? Let me let me get my voice ready. Uh, Come on, la, baby. La, 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 la. Oh god. That's pretty good. That sounded like a rooster if you ever heard of it. I, I cringed just uh, so deep inside boy. of me hearing that. Not because it was you, just because we'll it, it, we'll it took me back out. to Columbia, South Carolina. Mm. Oh boy. Mm. Shout out 2012. That's a long memory. FYI, we're filming this uh, Thursday night, November 30th, 9 p.m. Eastern. South Carolina lost like half our team to the transfer portal today. So <laughs> that's right. Not good. Not good. I think Things last time we were talking, Daniel was very pumped because Juice Wells was coming back. He's and gone. Ladies now, and gentlemen, he's, he's coming gone. back for somebody else. He's coming back for Texas. Fantastic. Well, at least you're not Texas A&M. Colorado, I feel like, I mean, that's just like everyone's just leaving those programs. So there you go. That's yeah, true. yeah. I think we're getting pretty close to that, but you're, you're right. You're not far. And we're you're not far your head coach. Yeah, that's not ideal. Shane Beamer, if you can hear me, retire <laughs> gracefully. Retire, <laughs> retire, retire young. That'd be he's a great definitely listening. He's definitely he's, listening. Yeah, he's a listener. He's definitely yeah. a listener. <laughs> Uh, well, this is going to be a fun episode, folks, listeners. We're doing a uh, an SEC championship-themed episode. We've got two very special guests from Alabama. They're basically going to argue against Tuck. I'm going to play the traditional role of moderator. We're going to tell you what to look out for on Georgia. We're going to tell you what to look out for on Bama. We're going to talk game script. We're going to tell you what to bet. We're going to talk props. We're going to do it all today. So you're in for an Absolutely. SEC championship chaos treat. I think this is going to be one of our most fun episodes. So let's get locked in. Let's do it. 
Tuck, I want to start with you. Give me the uh, give me the why. Why is Georgia going to win this football game? Why are we going to win? Um, truthfully, because I think we're better in pretty much every aspect. Uh, I mean, you run down the stat lines of both these teams. Georgia's got a better record. They've got more points per game. They've got less points against them per game. They've got more yards per game. They got more passing yards per game. They have more rushing yards per game. They have a better third down completion percentage. Like, I mean, you they have less sacks. I mean, you just run down the line and you see Georgia is better in every single category uh, from a team perspective. Uh, I think if you break it down by position group, if you break it down schematically, it also works in Georgia's favor. Um, the truth of the matter is, I think in order to really, I, I do think, you know, this, this Georgia team is not just elite, elite. I mean, I do think our offense is elite. I think our defense is elite in certain aspects, but I think that our defense has some holes in it. So I do think that that's kind of the weak point, but I think the best way to exploit us is to kind of nickel and dime us. I think the defensive front and linebackers, uh, I think we have to bring more pressure typically than we have in years past. We can't get to the quarterback with three or four guys like we have the past two years. So what we're doing is we're bringing five and six guys, which leaves more gaps. uh, And we typically leave those for the – nickel and dime type plays, uh, and then we converge on them. That's how our defense runs. We give up a little, but then we lock down. And so the problem with Alabama, the way I see them, is they are more Hail Mary type plays. I mean, they they love the long pass and the QB run. And outside of that, I think they're very stoppable. Um, And I think our secondary is going to be too good. I think we can man up on their wide receivers. I think we can bring more pressure, and I don't think that Milrow is going to nickel and dime us the entire game. I don't think he has the patience for it. I don't think he has the wherewithal to find the holes. And so I think that Georgia's defense ends up kind of smothering this Alabama offense. And I think our offense is too good. And at the end of the day, a really good offense beats a really good defense. I mean, we kind of saw it last year in the Ohio State-Georgia game. We had this awesome defense, but we had to turn it into a shootout because Ohio State's offense was just clicking on all cylinders. And so I and I think Georgia's – I do think Alabama's defense is really good, but I think Georgia's offense is really, really good. And I think at the end of the day, that's they're going to be able to score, you know, 35 to 42 points in this game. So that's how I see it playing out. I like it. Jack, Christy, walk me through yeah. the Bama side. What's Bama yeah, going to win this game? Yeah, I'll, I'll lead us off. Uh, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, the last time I was on the pod, uh, you know, it was a very different Alabama team than we are now. Um, you know, I think it's safe to say that, that, that you know, week to week, um, this team has gotten better and better, um, you know, on, on both sides of the football. You know, Tuck, you, you, you read all these stats about, you know, uh, all the yards and all the, you know, l- and the lack of sacks and all that. And and I think all of that is is just due to who, who you've played this year. You know, I, I think I think 
at the end of the day, you know, and you say offense, you know, is, is going to win out over a defense. And I think, you know, traditionally I would, I would say that's, that's, that's not true. I know college football has kind of evolved into more of an offensive, uh, you know, game with the quarterback play, but, but here's why I think Bama can and, and, and will win this game. Uh, and I'm going to stick to just kind of just your, your, your old traditional SEC, you know, defense wins championships. And, um, you know, our, our defense um, is not going to be a defense Georgia has seen all year. You know, Carson Beck has never been pressured like he's going to be pressured this weekend. Uh, you know, Alabama is number one in the SEC in sack yards. Chris Braswell, top 20 in the country on forced fumbles. Terry on Arnold, top 10 in the country uh, in picks. Uh, you know, th- this is a defense that you're going to absolutely have a hard time with. There are going to be mismatches, but I think they're pretty easy mismatches, um, you know, i.e. Brock Bowers, like we all know that. I mean, that's a game plan that I'm willing to just put in Nick Saban's court. Um, he just, you know, but, but again, Carson Beck hasn't seen the pressure. I think he's going to see the pressure. And then on the, on the flip side of the, of the coin, Georgia's defense is, 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 they're not good. They're not elite in any way. They're actually terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they are, they're laughing. That's laughing. a hot take. Don't, don't let your eyes fool you, folks. Georgia's yeah. defense, actually terrible. Direct actually terrible. I mean, you know, they give up, you know, 100 yards to Auburn's quarterback and Peyton Thorne. Georgia Tech averaged five and a half yards of carry just last week. Um, you know, you know, I, you know, Jalen Milrow is 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 not only going to be the X factor; he is the factor in this game. You know, he's got more, he's got he's got the same, if not more, rushing touchdowns uh, than Dejon Edwards at, at twelve touchdowns. Uh, you know, so so like he basically got got two running backs in the backfield that can also, and you like to say, oh, it just hail marries it. No, no, no. That that's an accurate pass at forty yards downfield or more every game, multiple times. I mean, these are. These are things that, like, yeah, so, I mean, you know, did we have to um, adjust our offensive scheme to fit his skills and his strengths? Yes. You know, his reads are going to be more centralized into one area of the field versus having to spread out where he gets, you know, earlier in the season would maybe have happy feet and want to run it, uh, you know, quicker, maybe not progressing through all of his reads, where now he's actually able to get, you know, the first, second, third level. If he likes it, he takes it. If not, uh, you know, he'll take off and, and, and he will. He is going to be the guy that'll nickel and dime you all the way down the field. I, I think the key to this game for us, um, you know, is obviously to keep this game, you know, close, you know, and, and you know, obviously want to you know, have a lead the whole time. George has, you know, been, been notorious this season for giving up touchdowns first, which I do think you do that against Alabama. It's going to be, a, you know, a bit of a different story uh, than it has been against your, um, you know, your, 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 uh, Utah State Community College, um, you know, the teams that you've gotten, you know, up until this point. But I, I really think that keeping this game close into halftime, second half coming in, our biggest strength, and uh, in, in, in obviously in Nick Saban, but has been second half, you know, adjustments. I think he's been just an absolute wizard in that. Um, you know, so I, it, for me, it's it's Jalen Milrow and, and, and the Burtons and, and, um, you know, of, of the offense, maintaining that point, but but having the elite defense that we actually have uh, that's going to stop Carson Beck. I mean, this kid has never played a game in this stadium against this crowd, against this team, in this atmosphere. And I think this is where it's I really – I forgot Jalen Milrow has, though, right? No, 
No, but you know what? He okay. stepped into some huge games uh, last year when it counted and, and and played really well. And and I would say that Alabama has a much harder schedule, and he's battled a lot more adversity, uh, especially having coming you know off of a loss you know week two to get to where we are. Um, you know, and again, it's gotten better and better every week. So, you know, for me, it's going to be defense is going to win this game for us. Jalen Milrow is going to find the end zone either with his arm or with his feet. Um, you know, the mismatch, you know, on, on the offensive side of the ball for Georgia and, and um, you know, in the tight end Bowers and, and what have you, I think will be something that we'll obviously game plan for. But I really don't think, and, and I don't know, Bob, do you have the, what's the, what's the, the over under on this? Like, 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 what was that? Yep. Yeah. I've got it right here. So, um, Cause I, I think this is 55. a classic under just SEC, just like trenches, you know, battle. Yeah. I really don't think this is going to be a super high scoring game. I mean, I, my, my prediction, you know, just to throw it out there early in the, in the pod, but, but I mean, I, I see, you know, it's like a 28, 24 Alabama, you know, win. I mean, that, I think it's gonna be something like that. Yeah. The um, over under is 55. So that would be just yeah, slightly yeah. under cause that's a mid level. Yeah, so. Over but again, there. you know, it's it, it's it, you know the, the defense wins championships. At the end of the day, you know, it, it, no matter how much we want to put it, you know, an emphasis on on today's college football and quarterback play, um, and and that dual threat capability, the guy that can rush it and throw it, uh, like Milrow, who's getting better, who's literally peaking right now. The defense is is firing. Um, you know, I, I I just. I feel like the, the, the Georgia fans, uh, you know, of the world are, are thinking this is going to be an easy football game for them. And I just, I just don't see it. I, the, the, the general consensus that I've gotten in the, in the Bama community is we're like ready for this. We, we like being that underdog. It's going to be a, a battle. Um, but you know, all, all the stats of, you know, the, the third down conversions and, and, and all that, it, that that's, that's going to be out the window for this game. It's going to be just a hard-nosed man-on-man. And, and I think Alabama's got enough mismatches on their offensive side of the ball and is better defensively in a number of categories that will allow us to get the win. That's what I think. So I like just to rebut real quick, because I, I knew the schedule was going to come up, and you, Bama fans like love to talk about how their schedule is so you much harder than talking. Georgia's. We can rewind the tapes. I mean, you said, you know, you wish your schedule was harder. Um, I do. I do wish ours was harder. But, I mean, yeah. you take away y'all's Texas game, we have the exact same schedule. And, and the Texas game that y'all got your ass kicked in, by the way. Uh, so I bet you wish you didn't have that on your schedule either. But – Outside of that, it's the exact same schedule. If you look at all of our head-to-head games, all the games that we have had in common with common opponents, we've beaten those teams by more than you've beaten those teams, every single one of them. And so even Auburn, you know, where everyone loved to give us crap before y'all played Auburn and said, oh, y'all played so bad, which that was Georgia at the beginning of the year before we had unleashed our offense. Second half of that game, we finally started to open up our offense trust Carson Beck a little bit more. And so what did we do? We unleashed it and we took care of business at Auburn. Y'all had to finally score on a fourth and 30. Y'all had to score on fourth and 30 last week against Auburn. That's, That's way worse than anything we've had all year. As the neutral moderator, I, uh, what is with Auburn? Y'all both should have lost to Auburn. That was weird. Well, the Iron Bowl. It's crazy that, things happen in the Auburn game for, for Alabama. Crazy you know? things happen. 
Yeah, you know, first of all, at like, Auburn in general, it, it doesn't really matter who it is, but it, if you're playing at Auburn, stadium, crazy shit happens. You know, I you got to take a lip, take it with a grain of salt when you're playing Auburn in their stadium. So, I agree. We didn't look good. I think our uh, our uh, our red zone offense was terrible in that game. I think if we cleaned up just like a few little things, that game would have been so much different. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Christy, yeah. I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the SEC championship game? Are you feeling good about Bama? Are you feeling neutral? Are you feeling bad? Let me hear it. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I do think that overall UGA probably is the better team. Do I think we can win? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So UGA offense is all timing. You know, they, it's very, you know, like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees in the NFL when they were at their peak. He's not all day back there. Yeah. It's, like, it's all timing. So if Bama can get in there and disrupt that timing, you know, anything can happen. Um, I don't think you guys have seen um, a D line like we have the, the pressure that we can create um you know with dallas turner and chris braswell so we'll see um you know the game is caleb downs is is like one of the best players in the country right now and he's coming back i mean yeah i mean it's it's this is going to be a totally different look i agree christy we have to get to the quarterback um and i think guess what carson beck's average time of releases because it's real quick yeah it's the fastest in the SEC. I saw it's under three. Here's the thing: it was. I saw a stat that his is the quickest. Milrose is like the slowest. But you have to take into consideration Milrose rolling out. He's like hanging out behind the the line of scrimmage. Auburn game maybe in front of it, but we. we yeah, I was gonna say a couple of times in front. Of, uh, <laughs> he's hanging out back there, making things happen. He's running out. He's doing things. So, of course, it's going to be slower. But do you think Georgia's going to allow him to just sit back there and run? I mean, like, I mean, I'm not going to put everything on a Hail Mary third and fourth and 31 play, but it's similar to that where he scrambles around, finds time. And I get, I think he will do that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, 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 Tuck, Georgia's defense is 11th in the SEC in sacks. Georgia's 11, defense is always 11th in the SEC in sacks. Dan, not no offense here, Dan, but I think Carolina's defense has more sacks against opposing uh, quarterbacks than Georgia. No, no, there's no way that's true. I don't even have to look at <laughs> <up> the stats. <laughs> yeah, I don't look at the list again. I just, I just know where, where Georgia was. But I mean, you know, yeah, Tuck. I mean, I, you know, I, I think on the on the perimeter there will be some good matchups. I think our guys have to work extra hard and try to you know find those mismatches and get open for Milrow. He's got a cannon, but but do you know? I I I really think that that our offensive line, which is the head, you know, uh, uh, I can't remember what I said in the first podcast. Had but you know, one of the top five like biggest O lines in college football. They've gotten better every week. I mean, they, you know, and, and they're giving him time, more confidence. I, I just I think he's going to have more time than we think. Um, you know, at, at quarterback, especially in the gun, and just like you know, being able to either um, you know have the quarterback design runs where, where, where holes will open up and he can just take off and use his legs at that four, four speed. Um, or, or he can sit back and absolutely throw a bomb 
um, to, to an open receiver. I mean, you know, it's, you know, Burton, you know, I know it's like the whole, oh, you, Burton came from us. He was trash. Well, he, 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 something wasn't going right there for him because he's blossomed into, into one of our best offensive weapons. And, uh, and I'm excited to see how he really gets fired up for this game because you got to imagine, I mean, I, I don't know what, I couldn't even imagine that. Like to be at a school like Georgia, win a natty, go to him and then have to play Georgia in an SEC championship. It's like, he's, you know, he's got to just be fired up, but you know, I'm sure it's the same yeah, on the other he's side. He's going to talk, talk so much trash. Oh, he's going to talk so much. He's the biggest shit talk I've ever heard in my life. So that's uh, going to be, uh, that's going to be Jermaine a Burton. Record, and yeah. do not edit this out, Daniel. Jermaine Burton is a fucking <laughs> bitch. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Leaving a national championship team to go to an Alabama team because they have a better quarterback. They had a better offensive attack. I mean, that's why he left. He went back there because Stetson Bennett was returning to Georgia. And then he watched us win another national championship. I hope mm-hmm. he cried in his basement after that. And well, I hope he cries in his he, basement he, after Georgia whoops his ass again in the SEC he, championship. I mean, he's going to be real first round after we win and go to the playoff and I mean, Oscar he, win at Natty. So yeah, it was a business. Alabama last year than he did at Georgia the year before. He went there for a better passing attack. He thought he was going to get more looks. He went there for higher numbers to go to the draft early. Here he is in his final year of eligibility still playing because he he's couldn't do it. The ball, though. He's getting the ball. Not that good. Not he, good. he is y'all's best wide receiver right now, and I do think he has gotten better. But he is not he Alabama's receiving core is not half as good as Georgia's this year. Which in the past years, if you were to look back at all the times that Alabama has beaten Georgia, that was the biggest thing that y'all had above us. Right. If you look at Georgia's wide receivers, I mean our best one was McCole Hartman, uh, from a who's doing something now standpoint. Uh while y'all had let me see, let me pull up this list real quick. Y'all had Jalen yeah. Waddle, Devontae Smith, uh, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Calvin Ridley. Oh, so like, stacked. Jesus Christ. Yeah, unbelievable. Like, that, that's yeah, who that's we've played against. Jamison Williams. Don't forget about Between Jameson 2018 yes. and 2020. Hurts, I know, hurts, I know people yeah. are going to say it's an excuse, but I still say if we have Jamison Williams and Mechie in that national championship game, it's a completely different game. We had hear, yeah, both. We had our SEC entire starting defense. Then we it probably would have been a different game too. Um, you know, I, it, oh, you beat you we were missing Adam that. Anderson that year. Uh, we we had we had a lot of injuries that year too. That we if, just you didn't hear about because we won. If I may, if South Carolina had uh, eleven Jadavion Clownies, we'd be elite. <laughs> just clone him. That's a great point, Dan. That's a great point. Thank you. A quick as as we take yeah. a quick fact check break uh, jack yeah. the dr t davis did state that georgia had more team sacks than south carolina uh, that is just patently not true south carolina okay, has yeah, the, okay. the, I, least I, I, sacks, the least I, amount I, I, of sacks the least amount of sacks in the really, sdc really <laughs> also actually, to that fact that's just that's not kirby smart's defense kirby smart's yeah. year every year I, when we first got kirby smart it, it was a constant people saying well what is the one thing our defense is missing? Like, well, why aren't we getting sacks? Why aren't we getting sacks? And the truth of the matter is he's just not how he runs the defense. He'd rather contain them, put pressure, make the quarterback make a bad throw. And that that's what we do more than we get those sacks. And I don't I, I wish I knew the schematics better than I do, but Kirby right. Smart's a genius on the defensive side of things. 
and I trust whatever he's doing. And I think the bottom line is he wants to bring as few people as possible to still get that pressure uh, so that we have as many people in coverage. Uh, and, and the truth, going back to y'all's wide receiver core, tight end room, I mean, we have the best secondary in the country. We have five guys that are first three-round draft picks in our secondary. We're going to be able to man up against you. The only fear that I have is Milrow's run. Uh, I mean, the fact that he's going to, we've had issues against running quarterbacks. It's well known. Yep. Auburn's quarterback ran against yep. us. Tech's quarterback ran against us. But I think that we'll scheme something up against it. And, and I, look, I don't think y'all aren't going to score. I don't think we're going to shut y'all out. I don't think this is a six to three LSU Alabama game. Oh God! Um, I, I think y'all will hit a shot or two. I think Milrow will have a couple big runs. Uh, but at the end of the day, we've learned to adapt from those things. Uh, I mean, Georgia versus Tennessee, first play of the game, we give up seventy-five yard run down the middle. You know what that running back did the rest of the game? He had four yards on like fourteen carries the rest of the game. Right. So. You know, we. Yeah, I, mean, look, 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 I mean, listen, we're we're spoiled. I mean, look, like we've had the you know, we rattle off all those all those first round draft pick wide receivers, but I mean, listen, we we still have you know we have the you know the Jermaine Burton he gets most of the attention, but Jacory you know Brooks Isaiah Bond who caught that ball against off. I mean, you know uh, Kendrick Law. I mean, these are all guys that, that that are more than capable of getting separation and and, and making plays uh, downfield or or in you know in kind of that that mid range. Um, you, you know, route. I mean, that th these guys are, are absolutely threats. And, and what I'm hoping Georgia does is they overemphasize, you know, Milrow's running ability, and, and that ends up coming back to bite him, which I think it will. I think Milrow throws the ball more more than we think in this game. I mean, he's going to get his runs. He's going to bust out the long ones. He's going to get the first downs. I mean, he's – but 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 you watch some of these games, and you, and you kind of go into the first quarter, kind of leak into the second quarter, and they pull up the stats, and, 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 and Milrow's – 13 of 13 for, you know, 114 yards, you know, and it's just like the guy's making connections. He's making smart passes, you know, and he's spreading the ball out. It's not like we're just going to go to a guy that we know is is, is going to try and beat you every time. I mean, we, you know, we're spreading the ball out. Um, I, I just think that, that we're going to, he's going to have a little more time in the pocket, uh, you know, and, and he's going to be able to, to, to make these plays downfield. I mean, you know, it, it, George, I mean, George is different playing LSU on defense. I, I think, you know he's going to be able to kind of to kind of share the love um, and, and and really work the ball around. It, it's going to be good. I mean, I know Georgia's secondary is good, um, but you know if if you're going to the game plan, if we don't we don't want to sack anybody or we don't want to pick anybody off. We want to make the quarterback you know win. I mean, good luck. I mean, because that to me that's you're, you're like that that's a game that we're willing to take and and and, and going to win. You know, or very possibly can win. So. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how these coaches draw it up. You know, and speaking of coaches, I'd like to just take this moment real quick to say that David Pollock can absolutely fuck off with his little <laughs> his little rant about Kirby Smart being being a better coach than Nick Saban. You know, it, it was just the way he said it. Like I understand what you know that that Kirby Smart's an elite coach, but that that was that when that came across my desk as the uh, as the kids are saying that was that was just astonishing for him to go on on television. I, I agree gonna, with you on that. As, as I'm gonna go that, that was nuts. Not not the time to say it either. Wait till after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the uh, timing was like was just ridiculous. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah, can yeah, I go I ahead and, and say I saw, it? I saw, I saw, yeah, go ahead. 
I'd rather have Kirby's. If I, if I could have Kirby Smart or Nick Saban at South Carolina, I'd take Kirby Smart. Well, yeah, right I mean, now, obviously. Well, yeah, he's younger. This might be Nick Saban's last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Are you I saying mean, but, in but, this game? Or are you saying, like, at, to start your program? I'm saying, yeah, like right now. But you're right. I mean, age is a factor. Age um, is a factor. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I, 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 I would still pick, you know, looking back at those games – uh, where y'all beat us looking at our teams versus y'all's teams. It's kind of like, Holy crap. How did we, you know, only lose by three in the 2018 natty? How did we barely lose by a touchdown 2018 sec championship? Right. Like y'all had Tua and Jalen hurts who were both tearing up in the NFL, throwing it to Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith. Y'all's running backs were Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, Najee Harris, like we had Nick Chubb and Jake Fromm and McCole Hardman. Like that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I mean, Isaac Nano yeah, was one offense, of our defense. Your defense is what got you there, and your defense. Our defense yeah, is well, and our defense was good. Yeah, but our yeah, defenses yeah. were not that good in those 2018 times. I will say, uh, it last the past couple of years, our defenses are what pushed elevated us beyond Alabama. I think that's what took us to where we finally beat y'all. As we, it's safe to say that defense can can in fact still win championships. Oh, the thing I, is, I, I want to point out too is you guys have only beat us once. You know, so like saying we've I been pushed past, you guys have been pushed past Alabama. It's only been one time. You know, well, we yeah, would have beat y'all last year. Y'all just didn't make it to the SEC championship. Well, well, yeah, and, and and I think every Georgia fan on planet Earth would admit that we should have. Over TCU, that was a joke. But what you know, if y'all should have made it here nor there. I'm not. I'm not going to. Y'all play had two losses. Y'all didn't even make it to the SEC championship game. Yeah, but but know we were the only team that could have that could have mashed up against. So Ohio State was the only team that could have mashed up against us, and they did. Well, TCU played Georgia well. TCU played that close. <laughs> that was a, that was a close game. It's a yeah, one point yeah, game, yeah. if I remember. Yeah. One point oh, plus. The Ohio State game was way better than that anything y'all would have put up. And now, time for a quick commercial break. This podcast is actually sponsored by The Cottage Shop, the premier wedding shop in Savannah, Georgia, and your one-stop shop for wedding registry, fine china, calligraphy, and custom invitation design. The Cottage Shop, where weddings happen. All right, let me give you let me give y'all two stats I think are important. First off, before we get into my stats as the moderator, Christy, Jack, do y'all do y'all, do y'all like Greg McElroy? Do y'all believe in Greg McElroy, your old quarterback? I, I saw this too, Yes Dan. or no? I, know you're going with this. I mean, yes. I, he's, he was a good quarterback. We won a natty with him against Texas in, in 2009. Did you hear what he said on his podcast I haven't seen what he said, so I don't know what you're about to say. But, um, yeah, I like Greg McElroy. I think he's, he's pretty solid. I think he's pretty unbiased in the media. So I think sometimes okay. he tries too hard to be unbiased. Um, but you know, that, you know, I think a lot of people, um, don't try enough, aka David Pollock, to be unbiased. Okay, just let me finish. Pollock no, in his early years Pollock. was the worst Georgia fan announcer ever. Like, it, he, <laughs> he was against Georgia the whole time and then finally came around and is now, you know, now he's yeah, gone got the other way. Now that he's not All with right, the mothership. 
back to my Greg McElroy point. So Greg McElroy anecdotally did he did pick Alabama to win this game, right? Makes sense. He went to Alabama. But he was talking about Carson Beck. I thought this was really interesting. He said the top three quarterbacks for the NFL to look out for are Carson Beck, Caleb Williams, and Drake May. And he said any three of those could be number one. He's the first person to put Carson Beck in that grouping. Is that the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard, Tuck? Or is there something we're all missing? I mean, I don't think it's... I mean, I think it's ridiculous to say right now. Uh, he just—he doesn't have the body of work that those other two do. Um, it just and, felt like such a wild take in the moment. I mean, he spent ten minutes on it, comparing but the three he of them is, to each other. He, you know, everyone loves giving Jalen Milrow as he what? Technically, he, he, can go, he won't go, go to the NFL this year. So apparently, right now, Georgia's in the process of negotiating with him, um, and hmm. so. But the problem is the negotiation right now is where is his draft stock right now? You know, where if we win, if we beat Alabama, and this can be another 30-minute rant I could go on, but if Carson Beck beats Alabama, runs through, wins a national championship, his stock's just going to shoot through the roof more right. and more. So, you know, that price gets higher for Georgia to pay him essentially to stay, which I think is just kind of bizarre that we're in that world now where you're negotiating to keep a player, but you're they're sitting there yeah. saying – you know, here's your draft draft stock is, here's what it's worth, blah, blah, blah. You know, if you stay here, we'll give you X amount of dollars. Here's the risk reward. And they got to look into all that. Um, Maybe I'm so, you know I didn't Beck realize Carson Beck though? was good. Carson Beck's uh, – he. so everyone gives Jalen Milrow credit for getting better throughout the year. I think Jalen Milrow has just played worse defenses as the year's gone on until he faced Auburn and then he looked like old Jalen Milrow. And Carson Beck has played harder and harder teams as the years gone on until Tech. But if you want to know about Tech, we were missing our top three wide receivers because we just pretty much held them out. We were missing our right guard because we pretty much held them out. We were missing our, our middle linebacker, Small Monon, who's one of our best middle linebackers, was playing a, a third of the plays. We pretty much played backups that game. So it was way different than the Alabama-Auburn game in that Georgia was pretty much using it as a scrimmage and getting our good players healthy. Um, but what Carson Beck has done has gotten significantly better throughout the year. His release time's better. He's reading defenses so quick that he can release the ball in 2.7 seconds per play. He knows where the holes are going to be. It, I, it, it, it's one of those things early in the season we just didn't unleash him. And now we're we're giving him more and more and more. And once we got into that Ole Miss, Missouri, Tennessee stretch, I mean, he just demolished all of them. He looked incredible, flawless pretty much throughout all of them. And so I think people see that that growth is there and the potential, and I think that's kind of what everyone's riding on. That makes sense. All right, I have one more stat. This one's for you, Tuck, and this is the um, this is sort of the Georgia kryptonite stat. Greg McElroy shared this today on his podcast. Obviously, I listened to that podcast on my <laughs> drive home from Charlotte today, if anyone's wondering. Um, Georgia is 120th in the country against stopping the zone read. Is that How concerning is that? Because Alabama's a, a, a damn good zone read team. That's the specialty, yeah. It is concerning. 
Um, and I'll tell you, I, I think the biggest issue with it uh, is our outside linebackers. Uh, mm. And it's kind of where we're lacking. And, and it kind of stems from the inside D line. And when I, when I broke this game out position group by position group, I think the areas that Alabama has the biggest edge is D line and linebacker um, over Georgia. And so no, so no Kool Aid McKinstry or, or or Caleb Downs. In, I mean, first yeah, you've got two. Good, we have five good ones. Um, right. In the backfield, we've also seen that Terry and Arnold is projected top fifteen pick, maybe even better than yeah, McKinstry. Yeah. So yep, just throwing that out there. I mean, that's great until y'all can back it up with some some stats, you know. I will but, say this is this is the most exciting. This is the def, most excited defensive back game. Uh, Caleb Caleb Downs is my favorite defensive player freshman. in the SEC. And I he's think a freshman. He, I mean, look, he's gonna um, be. He is good. He's, he's our. There's yes. no. He's gonna be. He's a star. He's the best safety in college football, and he's a freshman. He is not. Yeah, so I have him stars. as my as our X factor um, mm. in this game. Um, you know, it, he's gonna be put to the test for sure. Um, you know, trying to guard Bowers um, at some points, and um, you know he's true freshman, so it's it's a lot on his shoulders. But you know, like like um, you're saying, Dan, if if he is you know one of the best safeties in the league in the in college football, then then he should be up to the task. Yeah, Chris, who do you think is going to lock up Bowers? Do you think we're just going to play man on him all game, or do you think we're going to try and just you know, I mean, I, mean, I don't think we're going to be able to lock up Bowers. I, I don't think that's possible. Um, but, you know, if yeah, we can minimize his open. impact on the game as much as possible. Um, just keep him in front of us. It, it's going to help. So you are starting to get ahead of me. Yeah, what's what's the what's Alabama playing for Brock Bowers? So Caleb Downs is my favorite defensive player in the SEC. Brock Bowers is my favorite offensive player. Uh, yeah. So naturally, I think there's going to be some one-on-ones there between those two, which is going to be very exciting for the college football viewer. But how's Bama going to stop Brock Bowers? That's the million-dollar question because Brock, this is this yeah. is going to be a tight football game, and Brock Bowers is going to feast in the fourth quarter. How do you prevent that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's like do you do you put a super speedy you know corner on him that can just kind of try and stay in his pocket but can get bodied, or do you put someone who's maybe not as speedy but a little more physical? You know what I mean? You know, more physical at the line of scrimmage, you know? So I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's going to be so much emphasis on trying to get to, 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 to the quarterback and to Carson Beck's face. And just like Christy said, throw that timing off that I'm, that I'm hoping that kind of, you know, in turn affects his performance or, 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 or you know, ability to get the ball. But, you know, I, I don't know which way I'd really lean there. I mean, yeah, like, you know, I'd see Kool-Aid just try and lock him up, but like, at the same time, I want Caleb to just lay the wood. You know, it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting matchup. I, I think that's the biggest glaring mismatch, like it is for every team Georgia plays. But you know, uh, again, I you know, I, I is he like is he like a hundred percent healthy now? Like, what, what's the deal with him? Is he like good? Yeah, I mean, we held him out against the Tech game, but he's he's going to be fine. I saw some pictures of him on Instagram. Uh... Running routes, he looked pretty healthy to we, me. We had him, Lad McConkey, and Ra Ra Thomas all out against the Georgia Tech game. Yeah, just yeah, so yeah. they could get healthy yeah. for this game. Rest. What that is it Georgia called? NBA load management. 
Yeah, load management. Load exactly. management, they call it. I mean, if you're going to pay him, you might as well load manage him. You, you uh, know what's crazy to me about Georgia is every year you play Georgia Tech as your rivalry. Real tough, real tough. <laughs> and then also well, your, your actual biggest rival, Florida, you never have to go to the swamp. That's true. Yeah, well, but we never, they never have to come to Athens. It's a good point, Christy. It's an interesting point. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, Florida, we're not. And also, we play y'all's biggest rival every year, too. We play Auburn every goddamn year. It's, it's, all right. That's like our that. West rival. And you know what? We've just demolished them in the past 10 years. Like, and Georgia's biggest rival is South Carolina. What are you saying? State. We've been for the last four years or something. I mean, yeah, it's, but it's just like, I don't know. It's one of those things where people are like, oh, my God, that Auburn game, you know, you know that that was like, you know, Alabama sucks. You know, kept it, it's like, you know, anything can happen in Jordan here. That's a rivalry game that you just – there's always something in the air, whether it's at home or away. Uh, you know, ever since, like, the 2010 Cam Newton comeback, you know, where we were up, like, 30, and he came back. It just, like – it just seems like it's always kind of just spiraled out of control, minus some, some really off years for them, but – um, th- those rivalry games, you almost just kind of have to just like set, put those in their own category, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, of of critiquing a team and how they're playing. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, there's definitely something to that, but I think there's also an argument to be made that like y'all beat an LSU team that is very overrated. I think um, that their defense is particularly bad. Kentucky secondary is horrendous. And I like, I I just, my biggest thing is I don't think that y'all's wide receivers are going to be very open. And so where's Milrow going to throw the ball? And is he just going to run it the whole time? Because y'all, the biggest issue with Alabama this year in all reality is their rushing attack. It has not been very good. And Jason McClellan's out. He's out of the game. Y'all's leading rusher on the year. So, yeah, so I did want to bring that up. Um, so, yeah, he's hurt. We don't know if he's going to play or not. Another X factor, Justice Haynes. Mm-hmm. One of the top-rated running backs. Hasn't played a whole lot this year. So, you know, he could, with, with McClellan out, he could come in and see the field. And kind what does of he do have, like 20 carries Mike this Harris year? Did a few years ago and just yeah. come out as a, a true freshman and just surprise a lot of people. He's from Georgia too, right? Is it wasn't he like the top running back recruit from Georgia last year? I think he was. But I also think he only has like twenty carries this year, and he's like y'all's eighth leading rusher. So saying that he's going to come in all of a sudden and get fifteen carries, I think is. I mean, a I'm little not saying he's going to get fifteen there. carries, but yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, agree. he might get Williams. He's solid, big bruiser. Roydell, Roydell Williams is an absolute monster. I do love watching him run the ball. He's, he's, I mean, truthfully, he has more yards per carry than McClellan does. But I just, I, I don't see y'all. I mean, the rushing attack hasn't been there for Alabama. That's like just it has been so focused past. on Milro, too. He's, he's contributed so much, you know. Like if we, if we had a, an AJ McCarron back there, I mean, we, I bet our running backs' stats would be much better, you know, where they, They'd be running a lot more, taking the short passes a lot more out of the backfield. Like, yeah, but but I think Milrow is essentially a running back, you know, that can throw it. So, you know, that, that's got to factor into it as well. Yeah, and I'm factoring that into it too. But I, I don't – but most of his – I mean, y'all started doing plan, design, QB runs like 
second half of the season. Early right. in the season, it was just him scrambling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, which I didn't, I didn't ever understand that. And finally, Tommy Reese figured something out. Right. I right. Don't think that, you know, I, I don't I, – I think y'all y'all got lucky with – as did we this year. I mean, shoot, Georgia's early schedule was so easy that we were able to grow. Um, and I think that y'all got lucky with the West being not nearly as good as they we thought they were going to be this year. Um, I, I, LSU's defense being the biggest sore thumb in the SEC. I mean, dude, it, we're talking about a number three ranked LSU right now. You know, like I mean, let, let's not like you know, let, like, let's, we're acting like you know they're they're Middle Tennessee. Like you know, yeah, Texas. You know, was was what three in the country when we played them? You know, Ole Miss right now sitting at eleven, LSU thirteen, like. You know, th- these are, if anything, I'd say Tennessee was the biggest letdown. I mean, the, the fact that they were even in the top 25 as long as they were kind of blows my mind. But, you know, again, that they, they had a great year last year, and then everyone just, like, hyped them up, and they just kind of fell off. But, you know, yes, they, they've lost, uh, and it hasn't gone the way they wanted. But, like, let's not discount them as a, as a, as a formidable opponent. Uh, you know, I mean, no, they're they're a good opponent. I just and they, have the, they have the Heisman winner. They've got Jane Daniels, who I, should win know, the Heisman. Yeah, exactly, Daniel. Great point. I mean, like you know, come on, like it's so it's. And, and, I'm not and complaining about their offense. I just think that well, their defense is terrible. And, and when they were playing y'all, y'all also got lucky when y'all played Ole Miss. Their top three receivers were out, or something on the at least top two, and also and uh, LSU like four of their cornerbacks were all out. Like it, it was just kind of y'all were cherry picking a, just D league, essentially cornerbacks <laughs> over there. And I think after that, everyone got real high on Jalen Milrow. And then the Kentucky game, I will say y'all had a great game against Kentucky, Yeah, blew them but I also think Kentucky's overrated. Um, and then Auburn, I think y'all kind of came back to reality. I, I mean, and, and if you go back before those games, we were talking about Milrow being a liability. And now all you're saying is he's going to win y'all the game. And you're trusting him to be a 100% decision maker and all these other things. And I, I just, I don't believe it. I don't think that, you know, if Kirby Smart's sitting there on the other side of the field making Jalen Milrow make real time decisions, I don't see him making the right one. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I disagree. I just think he's got so much better. I mean, listen, the, the, the moment we beat Ole Miss, what was the moment that Jalen Milrow became the guy, and everyone leaned into it and was ready to support him as a quarterback, and, and since then he's done nothing but get better. You know, so uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. He's, you know, he's the, he's the guy that comes out of nowhere. You're, everyone's unsure about it. He kind of reminds me like a Jake Coker, you know, except that he can run the ball like crazy. But you're just kind of like, who's this guy? But then he steps in here kind of has a shaky start and then you're like, I don't know if this is it. And then we put in Buckner and, and you know, that, that was just like, Oh my God, put Milrow back in. And then, and then he just took off and that went against Ole Miss for me personally was where I was like, let's go. This guy's a dog. Like he, uh, he can do this. And, and then, you know, on top of his character and, uh, and, and his development, he's, he's just the guy. And I, I think, I just think he's going to be a, a tough matchup against uh, uh, for Georgia. I think it's gonna be a tough matchup for him. You know, and you got you got Jermaine Burton coming off, you know, back to back 100 yard receiving games. You know, he, he's just 
He's hot too. The guys are clicking. It's going to be a good game. I, I will agree, but but I, I in no way, shape, or form am going to sit here and, and say this is going to be a blowout. Georgia's guaranteed win this game. We, we don't have a chance, you know. So um, it's it's just going to be a good old fashioned Bama Georgia SEC championship, dude. I mean, we've seen it all before, um, you know. And, and it's uh, it's it's just it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. And now, time for a quick commercial break. This podcast is sponsored by Pintail Site Preparation. The team at Pintail is providing the best site preparation work in Savannah, Georgia, and throughout the Lowcountry. If you need the best site prep team in the business, give Pintail a call. Pintail Site Preparation's goal is to deliver the highest quality, most cost-effective projects on schedule by supporting motivated, flexible, and focused teams, while most importantly, emphasizing on safety. If it's site preparation you want to nail, go ahead and call Pintail. Pintail site preparation, the best in Georgia and the low country. Doctor, that's an excellent segue. Let's uh, let's do final thoughts, best bets, and provide any of your data points, any of your bullet points that you've collected. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start us on the best bets. I don't I don't have a dog in this fight, no pun intended. You do, you do, Dan. I saw your Snapchat of your little weird casino tickets. You had oh, Georgia boy. in this game. Don't think I didn't. Yeah, don't no. think I didn't see that. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, shout out to my father-in-law. I went to the yeah. casino with my father-in-law last night. Uh, put in some sports <laughs> bets. Night. It was. Uh. It was yeah. Last night. Not kidding. It was electric. We had a great time. I was white hot on the uh, dice game. If anyone's wondering, so that was wild. But uh, so you took that's neither here nor line? there. Yeah. So I've got. I, I like Georgia money line. So my. My 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 bet is for Georgia to win that's this football weak. game. Uh, yeah, what I think, kind of bet is that? That's, that's weak, man. That's such a weak. Bet. Wow. All right. Well, at least what is that like? <laughs> minus eight hundred? No, it's minus one ten. No, it's like minus two two ten. I think I got it out. Yeah, yeah. You that's can't a good line. That. That, that's, that's not a good a, line. Uh, it's got to be one fifty or less to count. Chuck, I've hit four eight-team college football parlays in a row the past four weekends. Wait, so. are you parlaying it? Not, not the segue, Dan. Yeah, yes, of course I'm doing a – yeah, I, I'm, we're not okay. going to do this. We're not going to talk about all my betting, but, like, <laughs> I'm so hot right now, it's uncontrollable. You can I, parlay I it, that. but I don't don't lay it as your, your, your bet on the game. We need a real bet on the game. That okay, well, that's so where my props right come in. Tuck, my God, y'all aren't even letting me tell you my props. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sorry, you got being... us all wound up yelling at each other. Now we're just taking it out on the house. Yeah, now you're all just, I've been here sitting here quietly. Now you're all yelling at me. First thing I say. I hate this um, guy. I, I've been drinking bourbon, just getting all pent up about Alabama, how they think they're still good. Who is this guy that started yeah, talking? Somebody. Up. Now you're giving me fucking minus 210 bets. I'd... Somebody tell this guy to shut up. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I, I do like Georgia Moneyline, anecdotally. You, the three of you clearly all hate that. Fantastic. Uh, let's talk about the props. Yep. Brock Bowers, over 55 and a half receiving yards. Go ahead and take that to the bank. If this game's yeah. close, Carson Beck's going to lock in on Brock Bowers in the second half. He's, he's going to get his. My favorite bet in college football this year is Dejon Edwards' anytime touchdown, so I'll be taking that again. Uh, I think that's hit eight of oh. ten weeks that I've taken it. I'm a little worried about that one for you, Dan. All Milton, right, very good. So Milton was hurt the first half of the season, and now he's really coming into his own, and he's been, like, dominating the past three games. Yeah, but Dejan gets the goal line touches, doesn't he? Uh, he's a little shiftier, but Milton's more of a bruiser. So it kind of just depends on the matchup. 
So are you saying Melton anytime touchdown then? Because I haven't locked in these props yet now. Uh, these, are, these are going in tomorrow night. I, Milton is I'm I'm telling you right now, and I'm I'm gonna tell you this and then I'm gonna shoot myself because it's gonna be wrong. <laughs> but um hold on, let me just, just look up last game against tech. How many more carries Milton? The truth of the matter is Georgia doesn't really put anyone in they just put in fresh legs. Yeah, for correct. whatever situation. Milton's right. been getting more touches recently. Milton, Milton gets way more touches. And has right. been this, I mean, he got 18 last week compared to 13, and he averaged 8.7 yards per carry versus Dejan's 4.2. All right. So well, just, I, I, just, I don't plan on interrupting y'all's best bets, so if we could just keep <laughs> our thoughts to ourselves while I go tell on, you my price. Thank you. Thank Sorry. you. Go off, go off, King, as my Gen Z employees would say. Um, and then the last one on the Georgia side, Dominic Lovett under 52 and a half receiving yards. That's my stone cold lock of the weekend. Um, I, Dominic Lovett's going to get locked up this game because Alabama's got two good defensive backs and Dominic Lovett is fun fact, actually not very good on the Alabama side. Jalen Milrow over 39 rushing yards. Take it to the bank. Oh my God. And that yeah, includes sacks. That includes sacks. So you got to think about sacks. You got to think about the sacks. But I like I like Milrow over thirty nine and over thirty nine rushing yards. And uh, I think that was it on the Alabama side because they didn't have the running backs. I did want to take the running back uh, Christie was talking about, but they don't have a prop for him yet. So yeah, that's because McClellan's iffy. Yeah, once McClellan goes down, but I heard today McClellan's out. I've been he seeing was he's out in too a beat so. after the game last weekend. Yeah, I mean, I, today some Bama beat reporter said that he was going to be. Well, well, I'll believe it when I see it. We'll keep an eye on it. <laughs> Christy, I want to go next. Best bets, bet, best bets, and who you got in this one? You're up next, Christy. Um, well, I'm not too much of a gambler, to be honest. Um, but I'll take Bama to cover. Um, and. I don't know. What is a. Could be that simple. I like Bama to cover. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'll go with. Take it to the bank, Christy. There we go. A man of few words, typically the sign of a good gambler. Bama to cover. Bama to cover. Lock it. (laughs) Love it. Take it to the bank. Tuck, let's go to you next. Give me your final thoughts on the game and give me your best bets. Yeah, final thoughts. I just think, you know, look, I I came in here to defend Georgia, so I gave my ultra pro Georgia side of things. The reality is we're still playing Alabama. We're still playing Nick Saban. Uh, there's some things I agree with the other side on. I, it, I think it's a game, and I've said this before on the podcast, It if we played it ten times, I think Georgia wins, you know, seven or eight. But is this going to be one of those three or two? I don't know. You know, it's one of those fear factor things for me. But for me, I think the best bet is in the most likely situation uh, is Georgia in the over. I, I think there's a good chance, you know, this turns into there's a situation where this turns into a shootout. Uh, where someone wins by seven points at the end uh, because I 
both of these defenses, they show good on paper, but I'm very iffy about them in reality. So you've got Georgia covering the five and a half tuck. Yep. And I'm with you. I, I don't like over unders, but if I were to bet, I'd take the over. I see this. I, I see these teams both scoring. Um, pretty high scoring. Not high scoring, but more than 55, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could easily, I, I just, you know, it, it SEC championships in the past have all gone over. And it's one of those, like, I could just see it getting kind of out of hand late where defenses are both tired and, you know, Milrose scrambling like crazy and Beck's throwing bombs to Bowers. And we're sitting there and it ends up being a 35, 31, 35 28 type game, you know? Oh, my gosh. I was going to say, this one's got like a 31 27 feel to me. I just like I feel that deep in my bones. Jack, let's go to you. Final thoughts, best bets. Yep, yep, yep. Well, you know, uh, unlike uh, the usual pod where where, where Tuck and Dan seem to have, you know, the same picks, you know, the uh, what do we say? The the uh, continuity between the two hosts is is fluid. I'm going to I'm going to kind of go a different direction here. Um, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, obviously, I'm going to just go ahead and start with Bama uh, wins and Bama covers. Um, I think we, I think we win by a touchdown. Um, but here's the thing that, that, that I'm thinking, and it, it kind of is based off of what I talked about earlier, um, and, and, and kind of the strengths and weaknesses of Georgia and the strengths and weaknesses of Alabama, um, you know, passing yards for Jalen Milrow, six of the last seven games, he, he, he's, he's covered that he's exceeded that line. This, however, I don't think is the game. He does it. Uh, Jalen Milrow right now prop bet is oh is uh, two uh, two hundred eighteen and a half passing yards. I th- I'm taking the 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 under on that one, uh, and here's why he's I mean he's averaging two hundred thirty yards right now ish like two twenty nine, but two thirty for mass sake. Because I think Georgia's run defense is 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 going to be their you know their Achilles heel. I think we're going to run the ball a lot this game with Milrow. So Dan, lock in the Milrow rush yards, uh, take it to the bank, put the house on it. But I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Jalen Milrow under 218 and a half passing yards here because we're running the ball. Uh, I think he's going to kind of pick pick apart, you know, and kind of the the the, the um, you know midfield, you know, over the middle throws. But but I, I don't know if they're going to necessarily go for the super deep ones because of Georgia's you know quality. So I'm going to take under 218 and a half passing yards for Milrow. I'm also going to take the under on the 55 and a half. Uh, again, you know, I think it's going to be a, a, a close game. I think, you know, uh, I think Bama wins 28-21. Uh, I think it's going to be a low score kind of grind. Um, I think Carson Beck's going to going to have a, have a you know kind of struggle a little bit, you know, but, you know, behind center. Uh, I don't know if he's going to necessarily be as successful as he's been, uh, you know, in the air. So. I'm kind of going a different route, even though statistically, you know, everyone would tell me to go the other way because of, you know, Milrow doing it six of the last seven. I'm taking Bama to cover. Uh, I'm taking um, Milrow under 218 uh, and a half passing yards. Um, and then I'm uh, I'm going to take, uh, um, you know, the under on the, on the, on the total game. So uh, that's where I am. I like it. We got a lot of different picks tonight. Very yep. good. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're going against each other. I know. We're going against each other. 
And yeah, I think well, so. I think it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. I know that's a little cliche, but that's just how I'm how I'm feeling it, for this for this game. Well, that's an over game if that's how you're thinking. I agree, Christy. I think it. I think it's going to be like a final possession, epic finish. I'm with so you. I, I I think it's either going to go that way, final possession, epic finish, similar 2012 SEC championship game when Georgia came up five yards short, or Georgia blows them out. Which I do think I do think there is a game in that ten game scenario in which that happens. I think yeah. where Bama plays a terrible game, Georgia plays a really good game. It, it's yeah, you know, a domination. I think Alabama, honestly, I mean, if Alabama plays a really really good game and Georgia plays a mediocre game, I think that's kind of where we're going to see this uh, a, a really really good game where Alabama might put it out. But if I think if Georgia plays their best game, Alabama plays their best game, then Georgia takes yeah. care of business. And I will now, say that's just how I see. in kind of closing just two 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 more little as Christy would say X factors here. You know, I, I you know I, I think it comes down to the to the coin toss is a big one too. Who gets that ball to start the second half I think is huge. Um you know it's you know historically I feel I don't like know y'all cool. might want it the first drive so you can just go right. down and, yeah. and score on georgia true. real quick i but at the same time talk you know I, I think historically we when we get the ball in the second half we have a better chance of winning and, and i said it the first time that i was uh honored to be uh on the big sec guys podcast you know i, I need i need will Riker to just be on his shit this game i need that man making everything no more misses he's been locked in all year kind of had a sloppy game but but I think he can really come down to it, and if, if it does come down to it, and he's he's got a fifty you know two yarder to lock this game up, there's no one else on on this beautiful planet Earth that I'd rather have kicking that ball than Will Riker. Yeah, yeah he's, he's tied right now for most points scored in NCAA football history. So we need to correct knock him over the top. Yep. So I'm you know that that's kind of my uh, those are two things that I'm I'm keeping in my hip pocket. If you will, but um, I yeah. honestly, I love that stat, Chrissy. I want him thinking about that stat as he is sitting over that first field goal. <laughs> <laughs> I want him thinking so he's hard. He's gonna be just like stat. pumped to just. He's gonna be it. like, man, so all so I need is three more points. So ready. I hope it's like you know a what? fifteen. We're gonna score, up. and he's just gonna kick a PAT. He's gonna get right over it. He's he's good. He's good to go for the rest of the game. <laughs> super confident oh man yeah i, love yeah, I agree that. Chris, i can't dude, wait for that first field goal he's a cool customer and he's you can't shake that guy uh i will say i looked up our field so our our kickers 20 for 23 y'all's is 18 for 21 so both of them missed three field goals yep yep they're both they're both pretty damn good um you know so it's it might be it might come down to a pressure yeah. I, I will say one you of them to break the record. I, I I hope it doesn't boil down to a field goal situation because that that's just the worst. But that being said, <laughs> going back and watching the highlight of Ohio State just shanking that field goal left last year <laughs> gives me so much joy. Just right like watching me. Auburn fans cry brings me just absolute joy. <laughs> All those videos that. have been awesome. Oh see. my god! I, I want to shake that cameraman's hand. Just zoom in on their crying. <laughs> It's always like yeah. the young girls too, who just look so <laughs> devastated. They 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 honestly I, are devastated. 
that, yeah, mm, that was devastating. Be a good one. But yeah, my, a good one. my last, my last um, input is if you had told me after we played USF that we'd be playing UGA in the SEC championship, I would have told you you're crazy. So I'm just happy to be here. So, so my point on that, I Playing think we might money. look back and be like, you know, if, if y'all do beat Georgia, go to the playoff, do something there, like you might look back and be like, damn, that was like one of Saban's greatest coaching moments ever. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if, if Jalen Milrow ends up actually being a stud and doing like, and if he, if he leads y'all to a national championship this year, which I don't think he will, but if that happens, they're going to look back at that and be like, you know what? He put Jalen Milrow in check. He sat him, edged one out against the USF second game of the year because we realized it didn't matter. And then, like, that just changed the whole trajectory of the season, which I think would be kind of cool storyline, but not quite as good as 3 P. Okay, I don't want to open up Pandora's box here because this is going to extend this episode out five to ten more minutes. Let's go, Dan. I got nothing but time. We're all we're all thinking it. I've I've wanted to mention this, and I think now's a good time. I think, and you're you're all going to hate this, but I think this is the case. I think if Alabama wins the SEC championship, the SEC might not have a playoff team. I, I've seen this uh, this, yeah. this this thing too, Dan. I, I dude, we just need just, like Texas or FSU to lose, and then we're good. I just, Correct. Dude. But if FSU and Texas wins, who are both favored. It's got. It's going to be and in Washington. If Washington wins, it, it, I know Oregon's going to beat Washington. I know, blah blah blah. But let's just let's just say if Washington, FSU, and Texas wins, it's going to be those teams in Michigan. It has to be. Yeah. So Georgia I mean, I and Alabama right. left out McCold, which just, is crazy because Vegas would favor Georgia or Alabama over probably. I don't know. I think all, I think potentially all of those teams. I, I, I do too, Christy. That's where I kind of stand on that whole you thing. You can't leave an undefeated FSU out You're because their quarterback got hurt. You can't, they can't do that. They literally Why cannot. Why not? It's not the same. It's supposed to be the best teams, it, not just yeah, the best crap. If you went back to the beginning of the year. They're undefeated and beat LSU. Imagine if Alabama was in the ACC and they fucking won out. And you're saying, you're saying, oh, we went undefeated and you're going to keep us out of the playoff? I know that there's no absolute, there's absolutely no way. <laughs> I love uh, that. They're a power five hate. program. They're Florida what, state. They're not, they're not what's the quarterback's they're not name? Cincinnati. What's that? What's that kid's name? The, the, the backup who's in right now. Well, no one knows the backup, but the starter was Jordan Travis. Who yeah, but who, good. Who's playing in his, in his place right now. It's like Tate Rotomaker okay, or so, something. So, so, so if you, if you re, if you just went back in time and put, and put Tate Rotor, Week one, Florida State <laughs> is not is not where they're at. They're there because we of don't know that. Hey, <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, Jordan Travis is really good. So yeah, he's dude, he's like, the engine. He I agree. Like, I agree. The Heisman for a while. I mean, dude, like I get it. I I understand the point. Like I'd be pissed, but as, but you if can't I'm leave out an undefeated Florida State ACC champion. You can't do it. <sighs> I know they're not they're not one of the four best teams. I honestly I agree, think even if we can beat Washington, they're in ahead too. Yeah. Ahead of, you think they're okay? So if, if Alabama beats Georgia, I'll go ahead and say it. Georgia's out because they'd have to put Alabama in. But so the there is, is a, there's a there's Alabama. a situation where Georgia does go in, but we you need some teams to lose. What's that situation then, Tuck? 
How would that work? I think so. If you're putting Michigan, Florida, Washington, if, Florida State, I think all if lose just Florida chaos. State loses, um, I think Georgia against an Oregon team looks better than Alabama against the Oregon team. Okay. Um, so, so you're, I mean, you're looking at twelve and one Georgia versus twelve Georgia. and one Oregon. Which I, I still, honestly, in my brain, I would still put Oregon in because they got the conference championship. But if you're looking at twelve and one Georgia versus twelve and one Oregon, if you look at it that way, you're kind of looking at it from a different lens. And Alabama would be left out after beating Georgia. No, Alabama would be in. It, 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 it would, it would oh, be, Mich- be in. Yeah, Michigan. Okay. Oregon or Washington, Alabama, Georgia. So that would be yeah, Texas and FSU lose. That's not going to happen. Yes, yeah. Texas. And that's FSU. an interesting scenario. Or no, no, no. no Texas can win. So it'd be, it would be, it would be Michigan, Michigan, Texas, Alabama, and then either Georgia or Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. The other one I like, one of my favorite coaches in college football, as many of you know, is Jamie Chadwell, who is the coach of Coastal Carolina and now is the head coach of Liberty. They're going to win their championship game and be 13-0, and and they're ranked like 25th in the country. They're like, am I a joke to you? We're 13-0. and I mean, oh, like, so again, like, that's kind of the same thing. Like, you got to put the four best. There's no way to com- the committee can look at Florida State right no, now. No, you like, can't just – no, what on the field has to matter. If you play in a Power Five contest, they they booked LSU for their first game of the season. They kicked their ass. And they, they stomped LSU. LSU. Yes, LSU right out of the game. They stomped LSU. With, 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 who, with, who, their with who are their quarterback? Like, like, they had the balls to book that game. It's not like but, they just coasted through a shitty little ACC schedule. And, and wait a second, Doctor. You can't you can't tell a team they don't go to the playoff because they have a backup quarterback playing. You can't be like a player got injured, no playoff. I don't care if you're undefeated. You can't do that. You can't. I know like we want them to do that, but you can't yeah, do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I know the committee doesn't want Alabama to win this game because it's gonna be all fucking hell breaks loose if we do. So Oh, that, Alabama's that the chaos be, agent. Yep. If Alabama chaos, wins this game and the other games go the way I think they go, I think the SEC gets left out, and I think everybody's furious because the SEC's won what? Like, haven't we won like twelve of the last fifteen or something crazy like that? Oh, dude, awesome. it's like seventeen of the last eight something. I think it's like <laughs> It'd be so funny leave the SEC out. If oh, they my. leave the SEC out, the big SEC guys are going to strike. Tuck, we're gonna we're gonna do Let's it. Let's see. We want we're doing an emergency podcast. 2022, 2021, 2019, Clemson won 2018. Ugh. Yeah, if Bayman is going to lose to Clemson a couple times. Okay. Now, Clemson won 2018 and 2016. And 2016. Ohio yeah. State won 2014. Florida State won 2013. So, actually, we've only won like six of those. So. Still. But if you go back. Yeah, we've won 13 of the last. 17. Yeah, I was about to say, if you go back one, two, three, four, five years before that, 13 of the last 17. You got all SEC. So, wow. Um, yeah, I look, but look, I I am a huge proponent of you've got to play yourself in. Like, I, I don't, I don't care about being what Vegas would consider the best team. If you lose, you lose. Like that—that's where I'm at. 
Oregon lost to Washington. Do I think Oregon's better than Washington? Yeah, but they got their ass kicked. Right. Was it by three points at Washington? Yeah. But sorry, that's how the cookie crumbles. But like the issue Alabama is that is right now, do I think get... they're better than Texas? Absolutely. But yeah. y'all got your ass kicked at home by 10 points. Like, But that's you... also how you get TCU. Right. I mean, we can't have another TCU debacle. Like, I don't care. TCU, TCU Georgia TCU last year was Michigan. bad. Beat TCU I know. Beat I know. The Big Ten I know. Uh, but they, I, we all knew they were. We all knew TCU was not a top four team. Sure, they beat Michigan. Great. What do you mean that they're not was, a top four team? Maybe they were just the second fuck. best team to Georgia or the third. Yeah, so Georgia's sixty. State. Georgia's sixty points better than every team in college football last year. Is they that are the on their best day. There you go. There you go, listeners. Hottest take of the season. Georgia Um, by 60 against every single team last year. Except for Auburn, Georgia Tech, everybody else on the state. Last year, not this year. We're talking about last year. But we're still the best. Um, No, I just – look, there's no reason to keep TCU out. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, I'm saying, like, I agree. TCU has to go because they're undefeated. They did it on the field. I get it. But we all know TCU is not a top four football team. Like, we all know Florida State's not a top four football so, team. So is your argument that you should have a in or out? No, I've been arguing that they, like, technically should be in. But I think there needs to be a better – like, I, there needs to be more teams. That's my argument. Four is not enough. Four I'll get it next enough. year. We'll see. Thank if, you, Christy. I will get it next Georgia year. If Georgia and Michigan end up in the national championship this year – then we're just gonna. I think that's literally be in the same scenario where pretty much the BCS would have figured out every national champion since the playoffs started, and the playoff is kind of a hoax. I do kind of miss the computers. That was fun. You'd watch the BCS <laughs> computer and you'd be like, "What the hell is happening?" What the fuck? Yeah, what was wasn't that? it Auburn? Wasn't it Auburn that one year where they went undefeated and the computer was like, "No, thank you." Yeah, it was Auburn, so we all laughed. Yeah. That was so funny. We can Some, all like, agree stupid on that. algorithm. No, well, thank no, you. it's because there was, I think that was the USC Texas year or something like that. Yeah, they were where, both undefeated. But, where they were yeah. both undefeated too, and it was like, you know, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, love that. Needed the playoff that specific year. Yeah, that would have been nice. But all right, guys. Yep. Great episode. Yeah. Great episode. I'm excited, man. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Big SEC Guys. We are now on Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast. Please follow, like, subscribe, and leave a review if you've enjoyed the show.